I'm Casey with Spire Network, and I want to invite your staff and team to join us as we're out on tour. We'll be at 12 different Top Golf locations from St. Louis to Portland, to Dallas to Tampa, to Baltimore, and many more from October 2022 to March 2023. We want to host you and your team for a fun day of building community with other Spire leaders in your area and have you hear from a top business professional and ministry leaders too. A buffet lunch and some Top Golf swag is included, so register your team today at Spire dot network forward slash top golf and we'll see you soon Well, welcome back to SpireCast Backstage, everyone. This is day one of our Spire Conference, and you know what? The storm is getting worse and worse around here, so it's actually going to be the only day of our conference, and Pastor Gene Apple, he was scheduled to close our conference uh, tomorrow, so since we're not getting a chance to hear from him on the big stage, we would love to just hear what you had planned to deliver <laughs> to leaders this week. Thanks, Casey. Good to see you. You and, too. Uh, we, we serve at churches 30 minutes down the road from each other That's in California. Right. Here we have to come to Florida to bump into each other. That's how so it goes. It's good to mm -hmm. see you. But, um, so I grew up, you know, a lot of kids grow up when they're kids playing house, playing doctor, playing Star Wars, whatever it is. I'm a pastor's kid, and this might sound weird, but we grew up at our house playing church. Okay. And uh, I've got three older sisters, and they do a worship team. One of our brothers would pray, and I'd give a sermon. We'd hit mom or dad four or five times with the offering bucket before they realized <laughs> nice. what was happening. It was a very profitable experience. Yes. And, um, you know, a lot of years have gone by since those days as a kid playing church. And, you know, after being in ministry 40 years now, over 40 years, I've just realized it's possible to play church as an adult, too. Well, that's good. Yep. And sometimes we're just so busy going through the motions of what a church does. Mm. We forget what a church is and what, what we're called to be. And uh, recently I was going into an international house of pancakes. And, you know, when you go into an IHOP, you know, you expect you're going to eat pancakes. pancakes. Right. And so it was just interesting to me. I go into IHOP expecting to eat pancakes. And the special of the day was not chocolate chip pancakes. The special of the day was not Swedish pancakes. The special of the day was not banana walnut pancakes. The special of the day was hot chicken enchilada plate. And the That's thought hit me, I'm like, does the International <laughs> House of Pancakes forget why they exist? You know, you know they're about pancakes, right. they're not about enchiladas. And I was just thinking about how many of us as churches, you know, we start playing church and we forget why we mm. exist and we forget that Jesus' primary mission was he came to seek and save the lost. Right. And so sometimes, like, I need to remind myself, and I think this is probably true for every church leader of what does a faithful church look like? Mm. And one of the passages that I come back to again and again in my life is uh, from Colossians chapter 1, where, mm. where Paul is writing to the church in Colossae. And, and interestingly, you know, this isn't a church that Paul had ever visited. It's not a mm. church that he had founded. He would not ever been to it before. But based on what others were saying, he writes about it as being a faithful church. And mm. And so it, 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 he, he says, I write to you, uh, brothers and sisters in Colossae, to the faithful brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. And so it like raises in my mind, what was it? What, why would he 
call this church faithful. And, and so one, one of the first thoughts that I wanted to share in my message this week was that faithful dynamics, supernaturally empowered churches are full of people who possess a passionate faith. Mm. And Paul even talks about that. I got it here in verses 3 and 4 of Colossians 1. He says, We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you because we have heard of your faith. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about how many times, you know, when we talk about churches or things, it's like, do we say, oh, yeah, they have so much faith in that church. Right. And, uh, you know, having been in ministry for years, it's like, it's like there's three different kinds of people in every church is how I break it down. Is One is what I call the, the drive-through people. Mm-hmm. And they look at church as kind of McChurch. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, you know, Welcome to Community Christian Church. Can I take your order, please? And, and right. uh, yeah, I'd like a great service today and wonderful child care and an inspiring message. Would you like cheese on that? Right, right. Everything and, is tailored yeah, to us to them. And, there, and so there's no connection. Mm-hmm. There's right. no community. There's no life change. Right. You know, another kind of person, I think, in every church are what I call the uh, flu shot people. Okay. And, I mean, we, we know a lot about vaccines right now, right? So, uh, you know, when you get when you get a vaccine, you're you're actually getting a, a small part of the virus to help you build the antibodies so you don't right. get the full disease. And it seems like in a lot of churches, there are people who are what I call the the vaccine people or the flu shot people who they want just enough of God mm-hmm. that, you know, it's like, OK, I've got my maybe my right. fire insurance when I die. But right. I, I've got just enough that it prevents me from getting the full disease of following right. Jesus. And uh uh, you know, I show up a couple times a month, throw mm-hmm. a couple bucks in the offering containers, shake a couple yeah. of hands, but there's no real life change. But the third kind of person in every church that I think of, I, I, I refer to as the committed core. Mm-hmm. And these are the people with that uh, passionate faith. You know, in the last two and a half years, which have been challenging for all of us, you know, we, we've all seen people depart from our churches, heartbreaking yeah. losses in our churches. And, uh, you know, we, we have a saying among our tribe of churches, we like to say, uh, in essentials, unity, mm-hmm. in opinions, mm-hmm. liberty, and then in all things, love. Mm-hmm. And as I've looked at churches that have had some heartbreaking departures over mm-hmm. the last two and a half years, it almost seems to me like never is it over the essentials. Right. It's always over matters of opinion, Definitely. you know. They didn't leave over your position on the doctrine of the resurrection. They left on your position right. over mask. They right. didn't leave on, uh, you know, the doctrine of amazing grace. They left over when was the right time to reopen or right. not open, reopen. Yes. And and yet, you know, every church leader, I think, looks around right now and says, who's left? Mm. Who stuck it out? Mm-hmm. Who's still here? And what I would just say to you that's your committed core yeah these are the people that you couldn't get by with without they you know they roll up their sleeves they serve they give they open their bibles and say word of god speak mm-hmm. and uh, if i was a church leader right now and, and and looking into the future i would just say look at those people who are with you and look them in the eye and say thank you thank you thank you for possessing a passionate faith for not being drive-through people looking for McChurch, for not mm-hmm. being, you know, vaccine people looking for just enough of God that it keeps you from getting the full disease, <laughs> but to be a part of the committed core because this church and its future couldn't exist without you. And thank God for people who possess a passionate yeah. faith. Yes. Amen. Well, you know, Ashley kicked us off 
today, Ashley Woldridge talking about, um, you know, faith and also faith over fear, uh, talking also about reaching out to the one, you know, going after the one, the person who's lost. Um, and yeah, we have that committed core. How do you keep the committed core though on fire for reaching the one? Well, you got to keep casting that vision. You know, as, as you go on in this Colossians chapter one, Paul talks about, uh, he says, we have heard of the love you have mm. for all the saints. Yeah. And when he says all the saints, you know, I, I picture this church with outstretched arms and it doesn't matter if you're young or old or black or white or Asian or Latino or, you know, blue collar or white collar or healthy or whole or, or broken, but it, it's just for uh, all the people. And I think sometimes we forget, you know, uh, the gospel is for all the people. And, you, you know, you look at the ministry of Jesus, and he always went looking for those people who yeah. were on the margins, who were forgotten. And, and, you know, the religious elite of the day were kind of like, ooh, you're hanging out with them. Ooh, mm -hmm. you're going to hang out with, you're going to love that person. Ooh, they're nasty. Ooh, they're whatever. And yeah. you didn't know how they talked in the Bible, did you? That's how they talked. <laughs> ooh. Chances are, yeah. Mm -hmm. Same, same as us. <laughs> I think about, you know, the the, the woman when he, he was at a, a Pharisee's house one day for a meal and this uh, woman who was a sinner in the town maybe that was a nice biblical way of saying a prostitute mm -hmm. we don't know for sure burst in with her alabaster jar and she's weeping at Jesus feet she's wiping his dirty feet with her hair and you know the Pharisees who's hosting this is very offended by all of this mm -hmm. and and uh but it's just so clear, you know, she didn't, she didn't care what everybody else thinks. Nothing, nothing breaks through pretense like desperation. Right. And, uh, you know, I think Jesus' heart was just saying that day, you know, she's welcome here. So many times in our churches, I think, you know, people look, ooh, you got tattoos. Ooh, you smell like alcohol. Ooh, mm -hmm. you smell like tobacco. Ooh, yeah. you smell like wacky tobacco, you know, <laughs> w whatever it is. And I, I think Jesus to that Pharisee that day and to us would say, you know, hey, you smell like pride. Mm, yeah. And uh, we've got to break that down and have an, an inclusive love for people who are far from God. And, you know, in every community right now, I mean, here, here's what I know. There's people just struggling to hang on to their sobriety. Mm. There's people struggling to hang on to their marriage. There are yeah. people who are having a physical illness and they're just tired. They're just worn yeah. down. There are widowed people, singled people, divorced people who, you know, come to church and see families loading up in their SUVs and, mm -hmm. and it hurts. And yeah. uh, there are people with children that are breaking their hearts in these inflationary, recessionary times right. that we're in right now. There are people who are struggling to hang on to their business just one more month, to their car just mm -hmm. one more month, to their house just one more month. And, you know, Jesus really needs churches that are going to have an inclusive love for these people and say it doesn't matter where you've been the only thing that matters is mm -hmm. the direction your feet are pointing today that's good that's good with leaders um you know now getting to hear from ashley and getting to hear from you um what's something on your mind and your heart that you just want to speak to leaders of spire you know who are probably at this point back at their churches 
um, you know, leading a couple weeks out from, you know, being here together and probably need that extra dose of encouragement once again. Um, yeah, what would you want to say to them? Well, you know, being faithful in the local church is challenging. Yeah. And it, it, uh, it cost us a lot. It cost us physically. Mm-hmm. It cost us emotionally. It cost us spiritually. It cost us costs us financially and there are times and I'm sure I'm talking to somebody right now who mm-hmm. just feels like throwing in the towel just feels like mm-hmm. giving up just feels like bailing mm-hmm. and and you know I, I don't want to like sound overly spiritual on this but again back to this passage in Colossians chapter one pa- Paul talks in there he says it, it was like where does this love and this hope come from in, in the Colossians he says it springs from the hope they have stored up for you in heaven. Now think about that. The hope you have stored up for you in heaven. And he talks about this blessed hope of heaven, you know, and we probably don't talk about that right. enough. And uh, my mom died last year. She, My mama was a beautiful woman. She was 98 years old and had a wow. long life. And even though at that age, you know, you, you know that the time on earth is short, I, I miss her a lot. And yeah. she was just my biggest cheerleader and biggest prayer support and encourager you know in ways that nobody will ever know even a few weeks before she died she would still be watching my messages online Mm. back in Illinois where she was and uh, and I'd talk to her every week almost every week she'd say oh honey that message you gave last weekend that was the best I know I said this the week before but that was the best sermon you've ever preached and you know, I really needed that message on sexual temptation, you know, which was kind of creepy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, wait but, a minute. <laughs> but, you know, I just really miss my mom. Yeah. And, uh, and I miss my, my dad died when I was 14 years old. I have an older mm-hmm. sister that, that died way too young, 20 years ago. And, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, a few months ago, I was in church one Sunday and, and we were in worship and I was just I was, I was missing mom, and I was thinking about my dad and my sister, and it was, it, it, and, it, and I was just thinking, I wonder what they're doing right now. And just as that thought hit my mind, we were singing the lyrics, praise the Father, praise the Son, mm. praise the Spirit, three in one, uh, you know, praise forever to the King of Kings. Mm-hmm. And it hit me, what I'm doing right now is aligned with what they're doing yeah. in heaven. And it was comforting to me. Right. And, and, you know, because I miss them. My, my sister Gloria was a trained uh, soprano. Uh, and I thought, it really is Gloria in the highest right now. You know, <laughs> yeah. she's, she's, mm-hmm. she's hitting it. And, uh, yeah. But I, I just think as leaders who are tempted to give up and throw in the towel, we got to remember mm-hmm. our blessed hope of heaven. And I'm, I'm, yeah. I think specifically, like, those of you who've been in ministry, let's say, 20 years or less maybe it's been 15 10 Mm -hmm. 5 maybe less than a year and one of the things that's so heartbreaking for some of us is to see some of the mentors in our lives people Mm -hmm. that we've looked to who've influenced us in some cases who we've served alongside that didn't finish well right and that didn't have a good ending to their ministry and I think sometimes you wonder is it possible and you know, even being at Spire Conference this week, one of the things I love about the uh, diversity of age that's mm-hmm. here is I look around, I see a lot of these young leaders in mm-hmm. ministry, you know, a year, five years, 10, 15 years. Yeah. But then I also see a segment 
they're the over 20 year crowd maybe they're mm-hmm. 25 30 35 40 years and and they just remind me yeah it is possible to stay faithful mm-hmm. and for every shooting star that falls there's still a million stars shining in the sky yeah. bright and uh and, and and we're really blessed and and I just I want I just want to say to those of you who are staying faithful you know no nobody knows the price that you pay hmm. to do it and you you know and while, while there's a ministry to go there's a marriage to build into hmm. there's kids to raise there's funds to raise there's buildings to build there's there's funerals to conduct weddings to perform mm-hmm. a staff to lead sermons to prepare Naughty folks to straighten out. <laughs> Children leading an insurrection in the nursery. And, but, you know, so many of you, you're still standing. By God's grace, you're still standing. None of us do it perfectly, but by God's grace, still standing. And uh, I just thank you for not bailing, for not giving up, for yeah. staying in there, staying married. And, and you've reaped a harvest because you did not give up. And, and for everybody kind of in that 20-year category, you're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, mm-hmm. and uh, I did. I just hope, I, I think back years ago. Stephen Curtis Chapman wrote a song that's always just fired me up, and he was talking about the first disciples, and he said, "You know, mm-hmm. nobody stood and applauded them, mm-hmm. so they knew from the start this road would not lead to fame. All they really mm-hmm. knew for sure was Jesus had called to them. He said, "Come, follow me," and they came. Right. With reckless abandon, they came. And I just want to say to every church leader out there, let's be like that first 12 disciples and say, we will abandon it all for the sake of the call. No other reason at all but the sake of the call. Wholly devoted to live and to die for the sake of the call. Because we're his church and we Hmm. can be faithful till he comes. That's good. I think I heard you say 40 years in ministry. Yeah, 42 actually. 42 years of faithfulness in ministry. As you look back over 42 years, is there a, you know, a theme or a nugget that you could say, you know, do this or remember this or maybe a couple things that got you through? Yeah, it's a great question. And, and just as you were asking it, you know, a couple things came to my mind. First is... Um, develop the practices early the spiritual mm. practices early that will help you withstand storms when they come you know we're, we're in Orlando during hurricane right a now. literal storm yeah. and and you you got to have the practices to protect you in storm times mm. and uh, when I was young I, I read Gordon McDonald's book ordering your private world mm-hmm. and, and it was all about spiritual practices and disciplines and that those practices that I implemented from reading that book as probably a 25 year old church mm. leader have stood with me over yeah. the years to, to, to make that through. So that, that that's indispensable. Yeah. And then the other thing that came to my mind is don't do this journey alone. Yeah. And you don't have to do it alone. And that's one of the things I love about the Spire community, right. the Spire family is like we get to do this together. I mean, yeah. like I've been looking around the conference this week. Most of my best friends in the world right. are here. And these are the people that I turn to uh, when I need a word. These are the people that kick me in the butt when I need it. These are the people that pray and love and encourage. And Mm. but you have to be intentional to build those relationships. And, you know, like even coming to a week like this, I can always say, oh, I'm too busy. I can't do that. There's there's a thousand other things. But, but if you don't make those deposits in those relationships mm-hmm. at times like this, 
then you're not going to receive the benefit right when you when you really need them and and i i would just say you know be intentional about building relationships with other people that that can help do the journey together we're, we're not lone rangers god never intended right. for us to do this alone yeah. that's what i love most about what i've experienced at spire also i think people have asked you know why do we need another conference? There are tons of conferences out there. Um, lots of content you can take in from incredible leaders online yeah. anytime you want. Um, the secret sauce here, though, is getting to sit with someone like you, you know, and Ashley. And really, everybody has access to you guys when we're here. There's and, no green room here. And, it, yeah. and uh, you're right. You can get good content right. anywhere. But you can't get relationship right. without investing in it. Right, right. And so that's what makes Spire special. And um, thank you, Gene, for um, not only sitting down with us, but just your faithfulness over the last 42 years. Um, I know as a church just down the freeway from you, we're um, always grateful for your faithfulness, always looking at you guys, seeing what you're doing. And um, you really inspire our church also um, to stay faithful. Uh, so it. it's mutual, you know that. And, thank uh, you. Yeah, it's that iron sharpening iron. Yes, yes, you need it. Well, thanks guys for tuning in, and we've got plenty more coming your way. So stay tuned. Keep your eye on Spirecast. <laughs>